the Forged and Unbroken podcast. That's a funny switch. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Before we even get there, you started this whole thing, this whole venture in Ocean City, right? Aren't you technically a shore boy? Yes. Yeah. Born and raised. Um, where, uh, how did you get from Ocean City to the Western Shore? <clears throat> I don't think I ever knew Stop. that. I don't, I don't think I knew the transition to get from one to the other. So, sort of, born and raised in Ocean City. Right. Ended up uh, just shy of my 15th birthday joining Ocean City as a junior, or a cadet as they call it. <clears throat> uh, started taking some classes, making friends within the d- department. So, <clears throat> uh, one of the guys that was running Mifri at the time was a volunteer in Ocean City, but was from PG County. Mm. So, I was going to Mifri, help him out learn the way of things and and as i got closer to 18 they uh he's like oh i'm going home this weekend want to come ride along and do things oh sure yeah so i went up with him to see uh pg county and he was from like mount rainier area Mm. so went by his son was volunteering at mount rainier ended up doing a ride along there another guy i knew that had been down and helped. He was uh, working in D.C., but he volunteered at West Lanham Hills. So yeah. I ended up riding there. And then when I turned 18, I ended up uh, joining West Lanham. Okay. And I been uh, a member there for about two years before uh, moving to Kentland. But gotcha. within that time, I was, uh, when I graduated high school, I was supposed to go in the Army. And <laughs> <laughs> made it to the day I was supposed to ship. Oh, and shit. things just didn't seem legit. Mm-hmm. It seemed like I was getting ready to get bamboozled. So I was like, eh, I think I'm just going to go to college. So went home and uh, went to Harvard on the Pike for a semester. Uh, <laughs> Montgomery College for uh, in Rockville yeah. for uh, fire science. Okay. I had some friends that went through it. So started that. While there, that's when I, te- uh, I was living in West Lanham commuting to Rockville for school. Mm-hmm. Howard opened up and offered a test, so a couple guys were like, oh, we're going to take, take the test. Oh, uh, sure, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> we took the test and uh, processed through that. Initially got the uh, thanks, but no thanks mm-hmm. offer, and then started the second semester of college, and it was like within the first week, I think it was, I was sitting there getting ready to walk into class one day, and they Howard called, and it's like, hey, uh, we had some people, some openings uh, come through or whatever, people that couldn't make it. Uh, do you want a job? I'm like, no. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it I'll was 2000. There. Yeah. So I looked <clears> at <throat> the guy that was, I was hanging out with. I was like, oh, yeah, tell the tell the teacher, tell the professor I'm not coming in today. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. Uh, they ran in and was like, if. I forget what day of the week it was, but I was like, if you got this, this, and this done by Friday, you could start on Monday with the rest of the class. If not, you'd have to start within a week okay. later. So I had to go get my psych done on my own, get a medical done. Now, it wasn't like I didn't have to find somebody. I just had to go to it. So I drove to D.C. to do a psych, drove to Concentra to do the uh, medical. Yeah. Ended up getting everything done in time. I started Monday with the rest of the class. Yeah. I kind of had a similar story <clears throat> getting into Howard. I was the alternate. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, same thing. It was a Friday at like five, like show up Monday morning. <laughs> yep. Yeah, hurry up. Hurry up and wait. Get all this stuff done and uh, yeah. show that you actually want to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually remember if it was through Howard or Cantland 
that I knew, like that I knew you first. It was because our mutual friend mm-hmm. Dano, mm-hmm. we're in his wedding, but you know, years later now, um, we were in the academy together. And I remember like it was yesterday, he's like, hey man, you want to take a road trip? And it was, we weren't even at the academy yet. <clears throat> we go to Landover Road, right? Mm-hmm. Start running calls out of there. And at some point, well, actually after I graduated, I came out to Savage. Mm-hmm. And we were working there together, different shifts. Mm-hmm. And I was, you asked me to work a trade for you so you could take the test for the city. Is that what it was? And then, yeah, <laughs> so I was supposed to work for you, and I think they caught wind that you were going to go test for the city, and I think they shot the trade down. And so I think then Joe Golden picked up the trade because they couldn't turn him down because he was a lieutenant. Okay. And I think he ended up working for you or something like that. It was one of one or two of us yeah. w- like jumped in for you so you could go test. And obviously you yeah. chucked the deuces, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, that all worked out for you, and you went to the city. Yeah, that was all <clears throat> random too. Yeah, that was the uh, the application and the written were just a random, not planned or anything. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kevin Larkins, he wanted mm-hmm. to apply and test, and was like, "I got you an extra application." I was like, oh, "I'll okay, check it out." Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> and then once once I applied, then he did the same thing on uh, the written. He was like, "I was getting off from Savage in the morning." He was like, "Hey, uh, I'm already on the way with. Already stopped and got your coffee. Come on." <laughs> okay. But then, yeah, I think it was the physical where I had the swap. It was either the physical oh, or the interview that's what it was, yeah. when I had to yeah. had to get a swap for it. Okay, because I was told years ago, once you start a uh, process, go through with it. Yeah, until they offer you a job, because then you won't ever be able to go. Well, I wonder if I would have. Yeah, right. So I was yeah. like, man, and it was driving home from work one day when the city called. I was like, hey, do you want a job? There's you. It's like <clears throat> that's real. <laughs> I gotta make a decision. Now. Yeah, because you were on the lieutenant's list with us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, who knows where I would have been? Yeah, who knows? Right. <laughs> Seems like it's all shook out pretty well <clears throat> for you. Yeah, I can't complain. Um, I think it's something that's pretty interesting. Is that you have made it up through the ranks through Kentland, and you're sitting in a sweet spot in the city. <clears throat> Both places. Like, how would you explain it? And what I mean is, throughout the American Fire Service, Baltimore City and Kentland are pretty are known fairly well, just for the amount of the volume of calls, the volume of fire, the regions. Just, I think a lot of it comes to the socioeconomic status, um, <clears throat> the people it attracts, just in the community, but also in the public safety realm. How, how when somebody outside the fire service asks or even within this fire service, like, all right, what is this place really like? Not just the fire department, but like the community. How do you explain that to people? Like I used to expl- say like, Oh, Kentland was kind of like, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to the military. Like it was almost like little Ramadi. Like it's, it can be crazy. It can be absolutely crazy. So how do you explain for both Kentland and the city where you work? Cause it's insane. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> for Kentland, I don't know. I just used to, when people would ask, it's like, you, you got to come and check it out. Like, you got to come and see. It's, it's a suburb <laughs> of yeah. Northeast D.C. Uh, it used to be <clears throat> a lot worse than it is now. It yeah. still has its days and its times and its parts. Uh, but overall, they've done done a little bit of tear down and fix up. But mm-hmm. the heart of it still is what it is. Uh, Baltimore is... <laughs> 
especially <laughs> the section I work in or I've worked the entire time is usually when people ask, well, where, what is it? Uh, <clears throat> the number one and two go to, have you seen The Wire? <laughs> or right. did you see anything about the riots? That's my area. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, so it, <clears throat> I've had senior guys, <laughs> friends from other cities come ride through, drive through, show them the area and whatnot. And they're amazed at oh, yeah. the, the abandonment, the dilapidation, right. the drug trade, the crime. And it's its own place. <laughs> it is yeah. its own place. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Hiddle has one story he loves of driving through the city with yeah. myself and uh larry chief larry schultz <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's for the air though <laughs> hey, wait, wait, we next can time you see him uh, yeah, have to ask him, to ask him. Yeah. <laughs> last time because they'll use some of our engine companies to cover if there's big calls or funeral mm -hmm. details whatever <clears throat> one of the last times i was up there i was with two my two firefighters i think combined had maybe two years combined and one of them was is just like a good old shore boy right <clears throat> absolute culture sweetheart. shock <laughs> the culture shock was insane yeah. and so i'm sitting there laughing we're on the front step and he i'm like hey man come check this out <clears throat> and i mean i'm making light of it now if you zoom out short it's sad but like there's this chick who's probably eight or nine months pregnant and she is drunk as a skunk mm -hmm. and she's fighting with cops fighting with citizens She's going in and out of liquor stores. <clears throat> we ended up having a transporter later. The other girl I have with me is like African American, but she's like making racial slurs to her. They're both African American, but they're just like she's like yelling at her, and we're trying to help her. Like, uh, and my and then he's then she starts taking her shirt off. She's stark naked, middle of the day, going up and down mm -hmm. the street, nine months pregnant and drunk, mm -hmm. and it's just like another day on the section that we were in. And they were, I mean, his eyes were just like bugging out of his head <laughs> my bro this is just how how it is sometimes up yeah. here you know it's just yeah. another day in the city yeah definitely parts of the city are interesting days in the city are interesting yeah it's uh you never know <clears throat> when you think you've seen it all like something happened something like that and it's like okay <laughs> it can get worse <laughs> like, it can get more interesting yeah uh, there's a lot of good people in the city and a lot of good yes and then unfortunately too much of that's overshadowed by the, the drugs and the culture and yeah. the crime. Yeah. There's some amazing parts of the city. I've had, I mean, we've had awesome times. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> there's so much, yeah, there's so much cool, cool spots in yeah. there. Um, you mentioned it before the abandonment and the vacants. That's, I don't want to say it's like your bread and butter, but <clears throat> you run them all the time. I mean, that's kind of what yeah. you do. I mean, row home fires, right? Yeah. And I know in the past people that don't know any better, We'll talk smack. Mm -hmm. uh, from your experience, like what is your experience? And uh, I don't know. I, don't, I think it doesn't hold a lot of water. It doesn't for people yeah. that don't know, it doesn't hold a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. And why is that? <clears throat> not being there, not it's easy to be on the outside and just look at you. You know the outcome, hundred percent of the time as an outsider, because yeah. you don't see it. <clears throat> see it till after the fact. <laughs> right. whether right. it goes good or it goes bad yeah you don't see that so you you know it's after it's searched after the fire's out or yeah. after it falls down whatever you yeah. know like you have all that at the time being in there and you take that small snippet of that story that you just told and then amplify it 500 percent if the place is on fire mm -hmm. it, 
<clears throat> if it's a busy street, middle of the day, middle of the night, whatever the case is, put more people out there yelling, screaming, uh, throwing <clears throat> stuff out there. As soon as we're arriving, there's people in there. There's not people in there. It's known, known squatters. It's this or that. So you have to be smart about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> have to do the size up. Have to pay attention to things and go a little bit slower. Yeah. But we probably pull make rescues or grabs out of just as many, if not more, vacant structure, abandoned structures as we do occupied. I mean, that alone, I, ca- I feel like negates all the shit talking, right? It, you know? I, I thought that was what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> right. well, although I had somebody in a uh, very uh, prevalent uh, company throughout the country not long ago made this statement, well, are you inviting them to the Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, come on. Talking about a squatter. Come on. Yeah. We don't get to decide that. Yeah. We, it's, we're not playing God here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, that yeah. you're just put your place more life on other people yeah. or like different grades. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so it's do the size up to the, and use, use any kind of anything that, you know, if any of the, the reputable people trap kind of things, not just, a, Oh yeah, people stay in there, but, no, look, I'm telling there's somebody in there yeah. or whatnot. We can show show videos. I think you've seen a lot of mine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. At this point, of, uh, there's been questionable ones, been questioned at work by people. It's like, well, was there really somebody? What, what made you think? Mm-hmm. And one of my videos made it out, and it was like, before I could get out of the out of the engine, there was a lady, there's somebody in that room right there, second floor of this, mm-hmm. handicapped and... So hindsight, she ended up being talking about the Bravo exposure. Oh, okay, but <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. She was very convincing. <laughs> <laughs> what um, what are some of these curveballs you're getting thrown in these vacants? Because <clears throat> you hear about all like the disaster scenarios, like the holes in the floor, or just the yes, the dilapidation, the odd layouts. What squatters are doing to change things up, like what? What are these curveballs that you're having to overcome that's different from what other cities might be experiencing? Uh, I don't know if it's anything different than other places, especially talking to friends across the country and some of the other similar demographic-type settings. Yeah, It's, uh, granted, more of the row homes are on the East Coast, Philly, Camden, uh, New York, Boston— it's more of an East Coast thing. As you go West, you lose the row homes. It becomes more single families, but they're still divided up, cut up. Parts of the Baltimore are big single family dwellings that have been made into multiple dwellings. Yeah. Single room occupancies. So, but just as it as it's being squatted in or <clears throat> abandoned, is just what the weather's done. Mm-hmm. Any previous fires, previous burnouts, what the weather's done, if the windows have been open, roof's been open, anything like that getting in there with the squatters is you really have no idea what they're doing yeah a ton of uh very creative illegal hookups to get power (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know if it's a lack of intelligence or just very big balls (laughs) some of the ways that they're managing to get power yeah jumper cables right from the uh right from the pole that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> man, you're playing with fire there. <laughs> yeah. Screwdrivers and things shoved into uh, breaker boxes. Wow. Like, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, 
dividing barricading certain doors up or windows up just so people can't see in or people can't other people can't come in yeah uh there was one setup where <laughs> there was a ladder in the back people they were using the first floor was uh concrete blocked out by the city mm. they were using the second floor to go and come while oh, there was wow. a ground ladder out back <laughs> <laughs> and so theoretically if the ladder was up there's people inside there yeah, yeah if the okay. ladder was down they were they were away for the day <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like we got a call one time. They were stuck in there. Somebody had gotten pissed off and taking the ladder while the people were inside. <laughs> so, you had your patient assist. <laughs> yeah. We had a forcible exit. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you never know what you're going to find, uh, <clears throat> find in there. Uh, a lot of forcible entry challenges. So yeah. and it's, it's nothing out of a textbook or it's sometimes the stuff you've seen is other times just like well i got this piece of wood and there's already a nail and a screw in it i'm gonna put this up and then a shopping cart behind it <laughs> so, you gotta get creative yeah can you say uh at one point some old guys years ago talked about some booby trap kind of things like uh back i think it was in the 90s they had arsonists running around that would try to burn the stairs out first okay so things like that but lately it just hasn't been like one really. key thing it's just whatever they're using is light is yeah. getting the whole place throughout going yeah yeah. so which like we've learned and we've adapted and it's like if that's what the case is it's it's exterior ops for us and then uh if the whole thing's going whereas before it was something that we just okay let's go put it out mm -hmm. so now they had one a fire yesterday it was marked as a code x-ray for us so a vacant uh supposed to be dilapidated for our exterior ops but there's good credible witnesses outside saying it's known squatters and people should be inside there Jeez. so and <clears throat> but it was only it was a second floor fire two-story middle of the group with a second floor fire so the battalion chief on the scene changed operations to limited the companies that were engaging but okay. put companies inside the rescue of a truck company and an engine to extinguish and search yeah so as far as i know the searches were negative but just, I mean, you still got to go in. That's, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you said, that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's, that's why we're here. Two or three months ago, we had one, and um, the RIT engine actually assisted, located the uh, uh, squatter in the first floor unconscious and got him out. Mm. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise. With plywood on the front door, plywood on the windows. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what are some of the differences you've noticed between the city and Kentland? Because I don't, I feel like there's not as many. I mean, there's it's, it has its vacants, but nothing to the degree that the city has. No, much more single families, not a ton of row homes. Yeah, similar My, socioeconomic status. Definitely the volume of fires mm -hmm. and the drug trade and the trafficking and all that. <clears throat> so it draws. I feel like it draws a lot of similarities. Yeah, I think especially back in the beginning of my time and the middle of my time at Kentland was like the vacants were garden apartments. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah <clears> so gardens. it was a little bit. It was couple sections here a couple sections there mm -hmm. and uh but with the city it's just a wide wide array of east and west baltimore just vacant which is blocks yeah. there might be one occupied in the block yeah that's crazy <laughs> so they're tearing some down uh we laughed that we we're gonna have uh goats and cows roaming around pretty soon <laughs> <laughs> we got farmland but uh yeah for for that it's i think 
the difference in time frames too with the like the police abilities like yeah back when a lot of uh the guard apartments were vacant in Kentland's area like the police had a very prominent presence yeah whereas with everything that's unfolded in the country and, and policing like the fact the poli- Baltimore police department is severely understaffed and sure uh, they're still trying to get back from being cut by previous entities yeah so it's uh they're understaffed, not able to respond, not out there really able to make a true impact on day to day. So yeah, they're just playing catch up. Yeah. <clears throat> you just mentioned something that kind of tipped me off. You have some cities that have, you know, like 15 people coming off of trucks because of staffing. Mm-hmm. And then you have other cities that are understaffed and, you know, they, they claim budget, whatever. You have done an awesome job training people up. And talking about, I love this the word you use, the upfront investment. <clears throat> and, you know, you have your program, the way of the engine company. How, I remember I actually did some research for college on like the brownouts and how that all developed over the decades in the city. How has that affected fire department operations? <clears throat> when any day you can be like, hey, you're being shut down or this and that. When you couple what you talk about with upfront investment and training people and doing the right thing with limited resources. And it's not limited resources like you're in a rural area. It's limited resources in a major city and major urban area. How do you couple those two? Just, uh, just got to push, just got to drive on. And it's sometimes our own worst enemy, but we got to make it work. Like, yeah, we're there unfortunately it's not just for us it's for the citizens it's yeah. and everything so they're the ones that's going to suffer but we need to do the best that we can right so any day we might have two to six companies closed in baltimore for staffing or apparatus yeah that's a lot <laughs> so, for you uh, so with that being the case like your response time you can be going somewhere across a town that you normally wouldn't even go on yeah or like you talked about it. <clears throat> we pulled Howard and Baltimore County into the city more in the last three years yeah. <laughs> than the previous 15 years yeah. that I've worked there. So out of the 18, almost 18 years, like it first decade hardly ever happened. I think there was one oh, yeah. day where I think there was two, three alarm fires going on within blocks of each other. And then they had a two alarm on the other side of town <laughs> and they're like, ah, All I right. guess we'll get a couple engines <laughs> in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, in the last couple of years, it's just almost weekly, or it's definitely monthly, I'd say. like Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> yeah, we're running up the road a fair amount now. Yeah, I mean, And it maybe it's some better utilization resources, <laughs> Yeah, right. understanding that, hey, Howard's got an engine a couple miles out of town, as opposed to, yeah, we have another engine, but over in the northeast side. <laughs> 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 They're literally not even anywhere close. Right. So let's use a better resource, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Having the the units brown out, you might end up doing something that you're not su- or not, I won't say not supposed to do, but not normally. Like an engine might have to throw a ladder. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> you might not get a ladder truck to force entry. You might need to know how to do that. Yeah. So they're getting us a some more equipment where if we need to. So most in, every engine has a grinder now. So some set up to cut metal, some with wood. So if you if a truck's not available, you can at least attack either a piece of plywood or a lock, depending on 
how your engine okay. set up. Every engine now has a rip bag, so there's at least that resource out there. Yeah. Where, instead of waiting on it, having to wait for a truck. Yeah. So they're getting more and more equipment. Is that did that come about because of the latest line of duties like Stricker Street? <clears throat> so or is that kind of already in works? I think it had been talked about. I don't know how far into the works it had been, yeah. but with the border inquiry results and everything has definitely helped push it forward. Yeah. That, and we've talked for years, you know, how many, what resources it needs to take to accomplish one, sure. one May Day. Yeah, right. And that one May Day usually breeds other May Days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to think that we were running major fires with two available rip bags yeah. on the whole whole incident sure. and one might be out front and one might be down the block depending on where the ladder trucks parked yeah yeah so and it could it, you're, it could be anywhere on that truck too right so now at least they're they're in a compartment that's marked it's one or two spots depending on what ladder truck it is what model yeah you're streamlining so, operations a little trying better. to <clears throat> do you feel like in this because some cities like you got a IM engine or IM truck and there's very little, you know, crossover. Do you see now like the culture of the city? You're much more of a uh, utility filter where you just, you can't, not that you have to be a mm-hmm. jack of all trades, but like you yeah. need to, you need to be able to pivot and operate efficiently with like a really solid foundation in all the areas. I think uh, for the most part, like <clears throat> with this section, our drivers, so mm-hmm. our pump operators stay on engines and our, truck drive or EVDs stay on trucks everybody else the the officers the acting men and the firefighters especially with the closures overtime how it is you can yeah. work on anything at any given time okay <laughs> anywhere yeah. in the city yeah yeah so whereas before where it's like well we didn't really have much overtime so unless you worked some mutuals you for a good while you could come to work and just ride your ladder truck if that's how it felt yeah if you're right. the acting man like that's okay I'm here, and it's like, oh, that thing over there has engine or has water on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> but now, <clears throat> with the cl- with everything, you're signing up, you're working overtime, you have your impact days and whatnot, so you have a lot more prevalence to be working on that other company or that other specialty. Or yeah. So, and I think most people want to be able to be at least be decent, sure. if not be good. Yeah. When they're over there. They want to continue a good reputation. They want to know what they're doing. So they're taking more time to train. We have more training going on at our academy now, and especially field training than we have for the previous 17 years of my career. Okay, cool. So over the last few years, the chiefs and the captains out there have really pushed forward with getting incumbent training, in-service training. Yeah, good. And more than just, oh, this is how to lift, lift a stretcher. <laughs> it's like here's some legitimate right. forceful injury training. Yeah, good. Uh, RIT training and uh, bailout. So we uh, pushed out a bailout program this year. So every member has a gym cool. tour harness and bailout system. Now we've started the refresher training for that. Awesome. Uh, some packaging, some advanced firefighter removal classes. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on yeah and you're playing a hand in that as well right oh yeah yeah, yeah you're big in that <clears throat> what um of whether it's cantland or, or the city like what have there been maybes that you're involved in one and then two what were the lessons from them since i mean mm-hmm. i feel like since i've known you yes you got a love for the engine company but you've 
you also have a really <laughs> deep tool cache for like rescue stuff too, right? Yeah. Right. Like you were the go-to guy. I've done a few guy. things. Right? <laughs> I've done <laughs> a couple of things. I've been yeah. lucky over my career. Yeah, yeah. So how is that um, of the things you've been involved in? Like how has that changed mindset or training moving forward in your in from your experience in your career? So talking about uh, the little thing, like mm-hmm. it's easy I say it's easy to talk about the sexy things, like sitting at the kitchen table and talk about all the the fires we put out or the, the everything that's went well or whatnot. Yeah, but talk about the little things, the failures. Yeah, talk about uh, whether it's something that you did. Or you observed, <clears throat> sit there and figure out. I love GoPros because now I can go back and I can see exactly how yeah. I got messed up, <laughs> <laughs> why that stretch came out weird or yeah. whatever, uh, or why that door didn't force how it was, mm. how it should have. But uh, taking all that, diving into it, doing that that kitchen table, that, that circle talk, like sitting in the yeah. circle in the engine bay, whatever it is, to go through, okay, hey, how can we do this? So most of... Uh, Actually, every mayday I've been part of or been involved in has been mitigated by people already working in the area mm-hmm. or or even the members themselves. Yeah. I know <clears throat> when uh, I was part of a mayday in Howard County and with the little fall that we took. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, my back hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's why yeah, I totally forgot about that. So, like, it was resolved by the time the mayday was called. Yeah, yeah. So, right. we were... Of- gravity <laughs> so but at the right away like it was like okay how can we get back in there like yeah I, maybe i was young and a lot of adrenaline but <laughs> sure it's, it's a, like the hell of a drug I, I can get up i can still move i'm good let's let's go finish putting this out yeah oh uh, the other things i one in the city where a guy went through the floor right next to me i was like oh i was just standing right there <laughs> <laughs> guess i wasn't heavy enough <laughs> so uh, but there was a crew right below when he fell. He fell from the second to the first floor, and there was a crew right there. He broke his leg. So they just had to assist him out. The fire was on the floor that we were on okay, uh, and extended up a little bit. But gotcha. it was mainly a second-floor fire, and we had knocked it. So, <clears throat> But going back and trying to see, okay, what was it? Like, yeah. <laughs> was it just sheer weight? Like, yeah. did he do something? Did he jump out through the window or did he shock load something? Yeah. Uh, just the one an hour and like, okay, what was it? it was, okay, well, the steps had burned through. We didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And the person behind me was a little bit heavier than me. <laughs> <laughs> so when he, when he stepped on it and put a little bit more weight trying to pull the line up, is when he went through went loose, yeah. yeah. and uh i didn't know i didn't hear anything or whatnot i just felt the line get tight i was like Shit, i gotta back up to pull well i backed up into the hole oh yeah so i was like hmm, i should probably look where i'm going <laughs> we teach everybody to look forward You're but right, you right. don't think i'm just taking a step back where i just was sure to pay attention but sure. kind of maybe slow down a little bit try to sound yeah. the floor a little bit more but which is hard with the engine since you don't have a tool typically yeah so, yeah uh, taking all those little lessons anything <clears throat> all the failures yeah. uh, the guys i try to work with <clears throat> day in day out we'd come back and if it was something i didn't pay attention to on the fire ground or like i paid attention to i didn't relay it yeah, at yeah. the time just come back and <clears throat> we had a fire how long ago now a couple of years 
and it was just weird. It was a big framer. It was somewhere that we usually don't go to. We run up. We were rent a big frame, uh, two and a half story single family wood frame dwelling, and big wraparound porch. And there was smoke, not a whole lot, but smoke coming out from underneath the porch. Okay, it's a red so flag. I, yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, that's 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 weird. <laughs> 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 they were reporting a first floor and a second floor fire. And yeah, like, there was smoke underneath the porch. Like, yeah, hmm. yeah. And I relay that right away to the other fireman, but come back and uh, look, and I had a glimpse of it on the camera. Like the camera was looking in the right spot at one point, running up. Mm-hmm. So then we sat down and talked, and it was like. <laughs> And uh, I had an emphasis of trying to find the basement access, but no, I knew why. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so we finally found the basement access, and uh, it was chock full of smoke, but it not, no fire in the basement. It was just it filled down. Okay, wow. Open doorway from the first floor fire straight. Gotcha. Straight down. So it flowed down, yeah. filled up the basement, but it was like, okay, this really needs to go on because at some point, I'm going to move on or retire or something. You are taking You need to pay attention to this stuff. Yeah. So yeah, basis will catch up. We sat there and talked about it. It's like, it's easy. Everybody goes in mm-hmm. first floor. Blinders aren't, are on. Cause it's like, Oh, first floor up to the second. And then next thing somebody falls through. It's like, Oh, there's fire. <laughs> <laughs> there's a fire. We never thought about it being down below us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, because of our line of duty, that's something we certainly hammer home now. And I think we've gotten really good at acknowledging the basement. And at the same time, we still need to forget that there's a whole other house there. I can't remember where it was. Maybe it was during training, but guys are doing really good checking the basements out now, but now they're zeroing in on that and they forget to look up at the person hanging off the second floor. Mm -hmm. So it's still the whole picture, but I appreciate what you said that, it can be really easy to check out like the latest YouTube video or the latest tool, whatever neat accessory there is out there. And I do think we need to push the envelope to high skill stuff because you don't know when you're going to need it. But 90% of issues are being taken care of with the very simple things done mm-hmm. really well. Um, I think a lot of people really underestimate the power of that and having those hard mm-hmm. conversations and following up with the video, I think, I don't know for future messaging can take care of a lot of downstream stuff mm-hmm. and, but it's not as sexy. It's not as cool, <laughs> yeah. but I think we can go repel stuff. out of the third floor or I can just teach you how to put the fire out. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Uh, but yeah, the, the basics are usually get dialed in on all of that stuff. Just as yeah. simple as how something feels. Yeah. How a hose feels with water flowing through it versus being stagnant. Like, yeah any of that like okay there's something wrong here because it's, it doesn't feel right yeah this is empty because it's light or whatever it should be heavier like yeah <clears throat> different things the simple the more simple you can keep things the better it is sure so there's 18 different ways you can package a firefighter for move, <laughs> moving them yep what's going to be the easiest quickest down and dirtiest 100%. and effective 100 <laughs> percent like let's work and drill that way yeah and then couple variables in case something's not there yeah but we don't need 18 different ways we don't need that something that real it's good if you're between five six and five nine 120 <laughs> and 148 <laughs> eight pounds right, right. <laughs> like 
All right, give me a majority of us, and then give me the really big people. Like, yeah, right. What are we, we going to do for them? One hundred percent. So yeah, that's actually something I'm working on right now. I might have to take you get you to take a look at is, <clears throat> um, I think it's now it's not super crazy shit, but like when you're talking about the horizontal drags, down steps, like the bread and butter of a down firefighter. 100% of the time, it has always been faster to make sure their BA is on right and grab and go than it is to do all the cool shit, like yeah. breaking out webbing, breaking out ropes, lashing up pike poles and doing these like mm -hmm. stirrup traps. Those are tools for the toolbox that you do need mm -hmm. at times. I'm not saying don't do them. Train on them, figure it out. Right. But I mean, I have put numbers and data to it and done hundreds and hundreds of reps in different scenarios and 100 percent of the time it's always been faster to make sure they get their b on right tighten straps grab cool. and go mm -hmm. and yeah uh, i think it's just underestimated our our downfall the scba that we have has a known fail point of the waist strap and the shoulder straps okay yeah so <clears throat> it is rated for zero lift Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of any component wow and that's not oh okay we're going to lower off the aerial no that's that's lifting from the ground to your knee wow zero lift uh little plastic pins hold the shoulder straps in okay uh little plastic buckle uh, not buckle but piece holds it connects a waistband to the back plate gotcha uh and scenarios as well as a lot of training mm -hmm. it, we've snapped that time and time again yeah sometimes it holds up sometimes it doesn't yeah so it's like okay so what are you i doing? don't like that sometimes <laughs> sure yeah <clears throat> uh, i was like if we can take a couple seconds to save more time halfway up the stairs and the shoulder strap blows off is so i'm a real big fan of the anderson rescue strap okay the ARS. Yeah. so uh at first, I was like, yeah, whatever. Some of my good friends swear by it. So, okay, well, I've wasted more money on dumber things. So, <laughs> <laughs> I reached out, uh, ended up ordering one up. I love it. I, re I always carried a 10-foot ten loop of 2-inch for yep. various things. Yep. I'm like, well, this can do all that and more. So, let's go. Yeah. So, it's great because it's simple. Yeah, right. You should be able to deploy that in a couple seconds. And yes. as dirty as you want, just loop it underneath your armpits and let's drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's look. Right. Girth hitch. Let's, oh. <laughs> let's, uh, let's come up these stairs. Let's get over. At least then I know that is not going to break. Yeah. That's not going anywhere. Right. And now with the introduction of all of us having a, a harness. Yeah. Is a simple way just to incorporate the two. Pop the pump here off the big carabiner. Mm -hmm. And just... As you come through, bring that the loop through the uh, center of it, not clipping in or anything, just right, just right through the through center. It. Yep. <clears throat> now you know their lower is attached to their upper. Yeah. And same thing. Make sure the SEB is on, Great and we go. can go. Cool. If it's dirty enough. Yeah. If we got time, oh yeah, here's a couple of things <laughs> we can package them a little bit better. Yeah. But if we just got a drag, let's go. Yeah, that's awesome. And <clears throat> you're not getting into these fancy knots you're not like creating the <laughs> class two harness no. you know in the bad environment right no. yeah no there's a we play with there's a simple way to do two use two of the straps to mm -hmm. make a simple class three yeah. if you have to but again like the primary thing is 
if we have to go vertical through a hole in the floor, yeah, then we have to. <laughs> right. But if it's just a drag or whatever else, no. Yeah. Like, no. It, you should be able to do it quickly, but if not, don't waste time. Just loop it and go. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not <laughs> necessary. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Mm. Um, like let's go post line of duty or like mayday stuff so going back to just the sheer volume i'm gonna fluff your nuts here for a second so you've got between kent land going from firefighter all the way up to chief like life member at you know say one of the busiest companies and then in the city one of the busiest companies the most the volume of fire that you've had in your career, like there's not a whole lot of people that can ever attain probably the volume that you have, just the number of calls and the number of fires, right? So for some people that can take a really big toll on you. When we start preaching like firefighter resiliency, how do you couple, yeah, you can say you've, you've sure, absolutely, you've seen a lot, your body and mind have experienced a lot now that you're a little older i know you've always been like lean and in decent shape i know i don't say a newfound love like you've been you've been on the grind like a little bit more yeah physical fitness wise (laughs) yeah but how has that changed over the years and what does that mean and look like to you now being a little bit older i mean you're still you're still hammering, right? <laughs> like you still, I mean, you're still, body's a little tired. Yeah. You're, you're right. That, it, it's a real thing too, man, that mind body connection. Right. So managing the physical stress and then any mental, emotional stuff that may come with it. Like, what does that look like now for you and you're in this stage of your career? Uh, looking back and realizing like I've felt better whenever I've been involved in something physical, whereas yeah. jujitsu or just working out hard, Come and getting you to kick my ass. <laughs> uh, I've been less prone to injury during that time. And then also, yeah. like, overall, sleep better, feel better, better mentality. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I get sluggish and don't feel like doing it for too long, eat like crap, then everything else kind of compounds. And then little thing, what should be a little thing... It, you, you dwell on it a little bit more or you think a little bit more into it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it, it catches up. up. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely think the grind is, is helpful. Uh, I mean, there's no shortage of data that <laughs> or people talking like hard labor and physicality, like is a good thing Always <laughs> and helps yeah. your mental state. But <laughs> it, it's real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's I'll, no downside. Yeah. The, no, even now, like if I go a few days, like I was, Traveled up to Syracuse to help with uh, the heavy rescue conference. Oh, cool. And although I think I got one workout and two workouts in while I was up there, but just going from one thing to the other and being around the guy, like, kind of took a few days off mm-hmm. and then came home and was like, oh, my sleep's a little off. That could have been yeah. the alcohol or could have <laughs> been the lack of working out. Right. <laughs> Competition. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of both. Right. So it's like, okay, let me get back in the groove. And then everything starts feeling a little bit better and everything feels a little, joints feel a little bit more lubed up. And <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You, <laughs> you just move, move better. And, you move yeah. better. You operate better. Yeah. yeah. Fire grounds always just a little bit of effort. <clears throat> And then fire grounds feel better too. It's like, oh, I'm not as tired as I used to be, or I can, yeah, yeah, I can last longer. And yeah, so the um, 
with you being a battalion aide, is that changed? It, you're, I mean, you're not as interior as much, right? But yeah. you're still like you're with the chief running all the fires. Mm-hmm. Being on the outside, so to speak, has that changed any thought processes or has it hammered home any like, or maybe all the things you're already doing, is it like firming beliefs of certain operations and tactics that you had? Yeah, it definitely, uh, sitting out there and I had the experience of the positive experience of being used to being in a car, being a chief, uh, PG at Kentland. And then years later, put that hat back on. It's like, (laughs) now I'm outside at work. Yeah. And, uh, the rapport I have with a lot of the chiefs I've driven is good where if I suggest something or I see something like I can go right to them. Uh, a couple other chiefs that you got to kind of sell it a little bit more. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> I know if, if there's something emergent enough that it's just go on, you, you you're part of command. Yeah, cool. <laughs> if it's that, don't find me, just do it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's nice. going to be that important, but, uh, reaffirming and, and seeing really like what companies don't do that they should do. Right. And then trying to make them understand why it's needed, like sure. just just to be covering hydrants, announcing where you are, like <clears throat> doing simple things, going like, back to the basics. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we're outside. Like give us a little something. Like yeah, <laughs> we can't see the inside, and you can't see the outside. Right. So this is how this game works. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're supposed to use both, going yeah. back and forth, but then having people not have their radios on, officers not. Not having radios on, not mm. knowing where their personnel are. Yeah. Not understanding, like, uh, like, coming from a system where doing something as simple as a par check is done and over with in no time. Yeah. To, to a system that we didn't do them for the longest time, really. Yeah. And it's a complete disaster when we were. <laughs> it's shown to be hard. Like, five minute process. Uh, or longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Usually with units getting missed, too. Yeah, right. So. It's like, it should be, as soon as you're called, like, hey, you know your truck and you're working in different sections of your cru- your crews in two different parts. You need, it's announced that it's going to happen. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so start finding where your crew is. <laughs> like that, that, that's your clue. <laughs> not, not wait until, yeah. oh, well, I don't know where anybody, no, nah, yeah. you're a captain, you're a lieutenant, whatever, figure it out. Yeah. Like, have an idea. Uh, be on the right for it radio channel like yeah. give solid reports uh just as simple as we had fire on the first floor we didn't <laughs> we're advancing to the second floor okay cool yeah now i kind of have idea where you're going right you're working everything's going as planned now it's like okay we're on the second floor we can't make the third floor okay like that's gonna your kind of clock is starting like okay well we got a little bit of time if we see improvement or we don't see improvement. Yeah. So, and you are in this unique position where <clears throat> you're, it's not just your company at eight by 10, it's all the companies within that battalion or, you know, however are all in that box alarm and you have to check in with the capabilities of the crews. So mm-hmm. now like, all right, that company squared away. I can give them a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little bit more trusting. Whereas maybe this company is going mm-hmm. through, I'll say it nicely. Like you're going through a growth period, right? <laughs> they're going through it's a, a rebuilding period. year. Right? <laughs> yeah, they're in that rebuilding process, right? And they're uh, like, mm, I'm not going to give you as much time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you as much time as I need more information from you. Yeah. And it's just understand who the crews are and who the who the crews have that day. Yeah. So it's easy to 
have people got people off and then other ones detailed in or overtime mm-hmm. and yeah it the engine might say eight or 14 but it's three overtime people from different battalions yeah that have never worked together yeah sure. so yeah the fire trucks here but 14 is not yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to put it yeah. like it so it. understanding what your crew is that yeah. day and we're good at looking at who we have in our battalion but then some people don't look at the surrounding companies either so yeah. i always try to look at the surrounding company like 13 16 52 uh 23 engine and rescue like ones that are normally on our first two boxes yeah. so we have idea like okay we can rely on them today or today's it's a rebuild building time right. <laughs> or sometimes it's right it, it's a sleeper where it's like somebody a normal a company where it's like ah well but, oh no so-and-so has overtime today and so-and-so's detail like oh we're good <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now we can put them in the game <laughs> yeah yeah nice that's awesome um fast forwarding to chiefdom stuff because i mean you've run the gamut which is just an interesting perspective i have being through all the rank structures and especially incredibly busy houses is there like a common theme mantra principle that you felt like you were constantly relying on or preaching like something as simple as like something i'll go to is like hey guys like just do the right thing like what's the right thing in this moment right now and as soon as you ask Mm -hmm. the question out loud they're like yeah okay we know what the right thing is and then you go do that thing like is there something that you were constantly harping on or falling back on or having to put out there and like that was your that was kind of your catch-all that was your base for your leadership style when you were you know it's in uh, command of an entire company it's weird it, so instinct is great but it takes experience and failure and time yeah. <laughs> to have that instinct the instincts as a two-year-old or two-year guy five-year 20 year is all different yeah. it should be hopefully <laughs> right hopefully it should be and it should <laughs> increase but uh for know, over a decade now like went down the leadership rabbit hole of this book that book going to echelon front muster yeah the role cool. ball, <clears throat> kind of all over and reading things and one of the things that's really stuck the most is uh one of hal moore's lessons mm-hmm. and when it broke down into pretty much when there's a doubt there's no doubt Mm-hmm. so good or bad if yeah. there's a doubt if you should do this or if you shouldn't do it then you probably should or shouldn't like yeah, whichever yeah. way it's like if, and like you just said once you say it aloud it's like oh yeah oh, puts okay. it in front of your I, face I, I answered that <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah like, uh usually that's going to get you your your best result yeah cool and and not in like a legal thing i always tell like everything you do has to be justifiable yeah yeah so and it can't be well that's how we've always done it that's why no like hey we needed to make the push because there was some the neighbor saying this and there was somebody in there the floor looked good i could see the the stairs so we started making the push in yeah and to be able to check this room whatever the case is like okay as long as at that point there's no doubt like yeah no i like that you're controlling the doubt yeah as uh tim clett says yeah and if you have spent that two, five, 20 years worth of experience curating your experience and reputation to that where the person you're talking to can trust you, then it's easier to justify what it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if you can't justify it, then 
you should probably abandon it. Yeah. Pivot something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's probably something else to do or something better to do. Yeah. And to accomplish a same or similar goal. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> something that I know we're get to get to wrapping up. We're almost banging uh, on an care. hour. Whatever. We're, um, <laughs> uh, something that I always appreciated, like, can't like can be a, Sometimes it can be sink or swim. Like it can be a tough uh, place, right? Oh yeah. And uh, I've been part of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning of leadership there was <laughs> you're sinking or swimming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we probably got rid of a few decent apples. <laughs> they just weren't <laughs> shiny at the time. Yeah, right. But uh, sometimes the way it's the yeah. way it is. Um but to each its own, like that is what has curated such a uh hard charging, disciplined company throughout mm-hmm. the years right and i remember when i was down there for my handful of years something i always appreciated was you expected a lot of people and you were always you you had a really great balance of like yeah we're gonna have a really good time and i'm gonna expect a lot out of you and if somebody any asked you for help for anything like yes let's go do it and so there you can get caught up in the to do as I say, not as I do, mm-hmm. or, Hey, I'm going to go hang out in this room. When I come back out, I want to make sure that you have done all this training and doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that wasn't your style. Like you were always on the floor helping us out. We would, I mean, even when we thought we were done, you're like, no, we got other things to do. <laughs> and like, I know you're laughing earlier. We we're talking about how you were saying you were a stubborn asshole. <laughs> I'm not going to take that from you. Maybe you are, but, um, Still am. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. <laughs> No, but um, that's something I always appreciated was like you coupled building the connections with the company to establish that trust and holding a very high standard. And that's a mix that can sometimes be really hard for people. And you found that. And I had that with you very early on in my fire service tenure. So I've always appreciated that. Um, Don't ever lose that. (laughs) 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 Um, Is there anything that, I mean, you have your hands in so many damn things. Like between Cantland and the city and traditions, like what? I don't know. This is your minute to like shout out what it is that you're doing or anything that you're getting into. Like, I know I feel like traditions is kind of like the OGs on the street. Like there's all kinds of companies out there now, which is awesome. Some are great. Not some, not so great. Everybody's got their own shtick, but I mean, traditions is like one of the OGs on the street, right? Field walking traditions. Yeah, a couple of the the longest running ones. Yeah, uh, minus some of the the guys that have just done it on their own for yeah. for years and years. Oh, uh, so yeah, there's definitely a, a ton of new groups every week, almost. Yeah, thanks, thanks social media. <laughs> <laughs> sure, some are sure. good, some are not as good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's always going to be out there running something. Uh, broke down a couple of years ago, I guess, and figured I needed to get into the, the whole lecture thing or whatever. So I built the one lecture and, uh, say, what to give it a few different times and just try and refine it from there. Yeah. Uh, maybe give it a few more times or so, but I think it's a good message. It's, uh, just all the invest, all the, all the things that we don't want to talk about the, that you watch the 60 second YouTube reel, or uh, Instagram reel, and it's like, I got to be like these guys and run as fast. And then you do it, and you fall down in front of the chief, and he's like, he's mad now. Like, it do- didn't work out. It's like, yeah, there's there's months of prep behind that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just trying to carry on the d- traditions. I was lucky enough to 
have real good mentors and be in the right room with some important people early on. Yeah. <clears throat> As a kid growing up and everything else, taking lessons from dad and my grandfather on to senior guys in Ocean City, Kentland, uh, Howard, Baltimore. Uh, just figure somebody somewhere along the way is like, <laughs> listen. <Yeah. laughs> it may not make sense now, but listen, you might need it. Yeah. So when uh, I got my senior man spot, my that first acting spot in Baltimore, I had to change shifts from the one I was on to the current one. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lieutenant I went to work for, very old, uh, salty, crusty <laughs> lieutenant, and uh, sat in his ways. But uh, I think when I went to work for him, he had 38 years in. Wow. When he retired, he had 43. In the city. And the majority of that all at eight engines. Holy shit. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to know everything he knew. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, so he's from the city, worked half his life in the city, too. Yeah. There was things he said, saw and did that we're never going to see or replicate, but we might see some of it. So a lot of people were didn't want to try to stay away. I'm like, I can't go. I'm assigned. Yeah, send <laughs> <Tim> me. <laughs> <laughs> so just started asking him questions, yeah. and it was so fun. He was so, so approachable when you actually asked, when you yeah. had a genuine genuine concern or a thought. Yeah, you didn't lie. You he could tell that you wanted to be better yeah cool. for the company for the department so i'd go and ask him something that i thought might be a 20 minute 10 20 minute quick answer and two hours later i'm still sitting in the office with him yeah yeah cool or we might talk for 20 30 minutes some more time goes by and then yeah, eight inch amount up we're all looking at each other. Where are we going? What did you do? <laughs> and we pull up in front of a building that we were talking about, like oh, a cool. fire condition. And we stand there for an hour. And I was like, oh, wow, here's, here's a 40-year guy that's, you just ask him something, he's going to open up. Showing you the real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah, closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to be like, oh, well, I'm going to just avoid him. Yeah, <laughs> he, right. He's rough, he's hard. <laughs> like, hey, no, he's, <laughs> I won't say he's a teddy bear because he's far from that. <laughs> <laughs> but he wanted you to be better. Yeah. So. I think that stats just came out. I remember I was looking at him. I mean, two out of three days, your air is burning, right? Give or take, it's it's, and then Caitlin's not too far behind that. So if you take that volume of working, like true working fires, and spread that over forty three year career, that's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, he was always at busy places, and yeah, when they took less medic runs, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, when little they different took more now. fire runs and less <laughs> medic runs. Yeah, it's a little different now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if I can just emulate and pass on stuff from. Guys like him, Pete Lunn, and, yeah, uh, everything, and the kind of mold the rest of it. The the when uh, I was new at Kentland, junior, and uh, not a junior member, just junior yeah, younger time. Guy, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, Ricky Riley was the chief there, and I remember we had an apartment fire one night, and a couple of gra- rescues were made, some ground ladder, some interior. Uh, go to apartment fire and uh i was on the tower came out and he's standing there this 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 and this all need to get done and rest is not in your vocabulary <laughs> copy that got it <laughs> check 
back in we went and it's like yeah. kind of holding to like hey you don't have time to rest yet like you got to take care of this shit first yeah <laughs> make sure this roof isn't going to burn off make sure there's not other people stuck somewhere yeah 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 so no problem come on on and then take that morph it with the, the lessons from uh, my good friend tony Kelleher, and yeah you got to be on the floor <clears throat> sometimes there's times you have to be in the office handling stuff while the guys are on the floor but you got to balance that out. You got to balance it back and forth. Sure. And you got to know if you're doing something in that office for them. Yeah. 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 And the awesome thing about my experiences down there too, were that <clears throat> guys like you and Kelleher and Madison and Ricky, um, pinky, like a whole, a whole <laughs> lot of them, right, right. Joe? Like we had a, there's I mean, such a great core group there that, everybody was their own example. Like everybody held a high standard. And if they asked you to do anything, you would do anything for them because you knew that they policed themselves in such a way that you knew they could do the job. Mm -hmm. They'd been there, they'd proven it, but they weren't just like wearing that on their sleeve. Like they were still out on the floor Mm -hmm. doing what it is needed to do. And if anything was wrong, like they would have those hard conversations. Like there's plenty of times like Uh tail between my legs, (laughs) you know, Ricky's looking at Uh me or Mike or somebody and they're like, hey, um, are you ever going to do that thing that you just did again? And I'm like, nope, <laughs> never, ever again, mm-hmm. right? You know, so, um, yeah, yeah. It, it was a tough yeah. place, but in all the best ways. Trying to breed that into people is the best. And yeah. Having it. Uh, there was one night we got dispatched to the first to apartment fire. And I was in the car. I forget if it was the HE for the chief. And I went to MLK South. As I was watching the engine go MLK North. <laughs> like, that's odd. <clears throat> Normally I might question myself, but I know this one pretty damn well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, we're going to see how this works out. Yeah. Get there. And luckily they, they recovered. They realized they got there. They laid out they were still first arriving somehow. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, so was, I left. Stayed up. It was middle of the night, so I stayed up for the engine to get back. And uh, as soon as I heard the parking brake uh, hit, I was like, "Well, I'll, I'll give him a minute to see if uh, my buddy, my little, very much a little brother, <coughs> will walk back here or not, <laughs> and or I have to call him back." Well, doors door opens. It's like so. Uh, I I fucked up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same thing. Is it gonna happen again? Nope. Yep. I knew. Absolutely well. He's beating himself up. Yeah, more than you ever <laughs> More could. than yeah. anything. Not to <laughs> mention the thing. fact that he was driving John Burns. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. He's, he's going to go in his ass next. Yeah. So John was already like. <laughs> wearing him out. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, where are you going? I'm like, yeah, okay. And like a couple of days later, we were joking. Okay, so what, how was that conversation in the front? <laughs> <laughs> Man, John put me through the ringer so many times. In all the best ways, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss that dude. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that it's almost, I wouldn't say it's a lost art, but that's something that we should cherish is having that hard conversation, mm-hmm. right? Got to be able to. Yeah. Too many people. Like, so it's not comfortable for anybody, especially when no. they're your friends. But sure. you're going to, you need to be able to. Yeah. No. I think it's as a... Breeding a culture of mutual respect so yeah. that you can. Yeah. No, I think it's as good a place as any to... Uh, wrap this up i appreciate well, everything you've done for me well, you've, thank you've, you uh, <laughs> yeah you've definitely uh 
gave me skills and a mindset that have got me out of a lot of bad situations. And you've taken care of me over the years, so I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah. You're a good, you're a good dude, Roger Steger. <laughs>